It's Monday, Vav Tevet, Tafshin, Ayin Dalit, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Jonathan Razel with Ve'era Stichli, off of his album Sach Kol. Welcome one and all to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, the word is in, and I thank listener Ruvain, who's not a listener right now, the word is in that the network stream is down. Uh, hopefully it will be up uh, at some point soon. Maybe it has to do with the shifting over from the broadcast in Israel to the broadcast back from the home base, but either way, we'll do the show, and it'll be available for podcasting and listening on the internet later on. 
Hopefully you will be able to hear it at some point so that it doesn't go out to waste. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome into the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are here every Monday morning immediately following JM and the AM 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time. And this week, special week for JM and the AM as Nachum is broadcasting live from Israel every day of this week. Today, great, great programming from the OU Center in Yerushalayim. Tomorrow, a um, joint show, a shared show between Emuna Women and the Hevron Fund. On Wednesday, Krib Efrat. On Thursday, Beit Orot, live from Mount Scopus and the Mount of Olives. It's a great, uh, a great place to be. And uh, on Thursday afternoon, a live lunch from Mahon Lev JCT. So stay tuned to great Jam and the AM programming on the Nachum Network, Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, we're going to go to some Pugi here at the Israel Show. We're going to give you a little promo of the new DVD. And then to cut number 33, Hora Erzut. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm 
As we promised, Pugi Lahakat Kaveret were debuting cuts from their uh, just-released double CD slash DVD uh, recorded live at their very last final performance. At least that's the, that's what they're claiming. It's their very last final performance uh, that took place this past summer in Tel Aviv. It was an outdoor concert with tens of thousands of people. Tickets were sold out in, in, in literally in minutes. It was an amazing, uh, amazing event in, uh, in Israel, pop, Israeli pop culture. And we have, uh, I think we have two more cuts later on during this show to share with you from that great, uh, collection, from that great recording. Good stuff. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hope you are having a great day and we thank you all so much for tuning in and making us a part of your day. We are sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, an organization that has um, revolutionized Aliyah. Nefesh Benefesh is there providing potential olim with various resources, including employment resources, assistance with government absorption, community-based guidance and support, and need-based financial aid, making each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. Their charter flights are legendary. They commission an entire El Al flight. They have all the paperwork done for you along uh, on the flight, along the route to Israel, so that when everybody rock, arrives to Israel, they're all registered already. They're all Israeli citizens. And of course, the amazing welcome ceremonies that take place at Ben Gurion Airport. Emotional, moving events. Now, Nefesh Benefesh have made Aliyah, I believe, really, have made Aliyah an in thing for Jews in America. So for detailed information, go to their website, nbnnefeshbenefesh.org.il. Nefeshbenefesh, nbn. .org.il, and the Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Later in the show, we'll tell you a little bit about the discovery, for the very first time ever, 
archaeological discovery of a building that dates back to the time period of the Maccabees, the Hashmonaim, which is over 2,000 years ago. It's an amazing thing. Um, so stay tuned for that. We also have a great Hasbara highlight, one of those, the Israeli conflict in a nutshell, which will really explain, I think, pretty simply, pretty well, in five minutes, why the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is never resolved. Let's put it that way. And uh, lots of great music coming up. So here is uh, Yoni Genut with Shai Gabso. Vieda Kol Paolof of Genut's album, Ot Laot. My name is May Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank 
Back up live on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, network went down a little bit, probably after the switchover between Israel and the uh, home base here in the USA. Nachum Siegel has been doing great programming and continues to do great programming the entire week from Israel. This morning was dedicated to the uh, OU, Orthodox Union, broadcasting live from the OU's Israel Center, highlighting the amazing work of the OU and Israel Center in it's a wide variety of activities. Tomorrow, from Hebron, a show uh, dedicated to the Hebron Fund and Emunah. Kribe Frat on Wednesday, on Thursday, always a favorite, live from Beit Orot in Yerushalayim. And Thursday afternoon, a broadcast that I will probably have a lot of nostalgia listening to. Broadcast from my alma mater, Machon Lev, JCT, where I went to college quite a number of years ago, but always has a warm spot in my heart. Great years there at Machon Lev. That'll be a Thursday live lunch from Machon Lev. And um, on Friday, I'll be privileged to uh, fill in for Nachum at JM in the AM from 6 to 9 and uh, hope that you will tune in and make us part of your Arab Shabbat. Right now, you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We mentioned that we're sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Well, this is an embarrassing piece of news that appeared last week. Jewish immigration from France to Israel has increased by 49% in the first nine months of 2013 compared to last year. But immigration from North America dropped from last year, which is, which is pretty sad. So listen up, guys in America. We dropped by 8%, while immigration from France increased by 49%. Aliyah. So we have our work cut out for us, and Nefesh Benefesh is helping and doing a great job in um, giving everybody the resources needed to do so. 
no excuse for any of us, including myself. We need to, well, I shouldn't say there's no excuse. There are some excuses, but there's no excuse to at least consider and think about it and uh, have it on your agenda. Yehoram Gaon with a classic from the movie Casablanca, Kola Kavod. Kola Kavod to all of you. Kola Kavod to Nachum, Miriam, Mayor Furtick, who are in Israel, doing a great uh, set of live broadcasts from there. And uh, we thank you all for tuning in. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. שהקרב היה בוער והכיתה לא ססה המפקד היה אומר אתה ראשון יא קאסה כולם ידעו שקאסבלן ראשון תמיד לצעוק ומאחור הם צעקו כל הכבוד כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד למי למי יש יותר כבוד כולם היו יודעים אז טוב Yehoram Gaon with the classic Kazablan Kola Kavod or Lemi Yeshuter Kavod. Not sure what the official. Kola Kavod, I think, is the official name. Yes, Kola Kavod of that one. Um, you're tuned to this show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We did have some uh, network problems earlier, but I think we are all back up and uh, broadcasting live. If you missed uh, some of the show or if it's not coming in clearly right now, it'll be available later on for uh, internet listening or podcasting. You can podcast the show. It's an amazing thing. Every time you plug in your iPhone or other device, you'll get the latest show. I do it with some of the uh, other Nachum Siegel Network shows. It's just awesome. It is just awesome. You don't have to remember to do anything. It just happens automatically. What a world. For the first time ever in the history 
of archaeology in Israel, which dates back um, well over a hundred years, a building from the period of the Maccabees was discovered in Yerushalayim, in the excavation area of the city of David. It's the part opposite the city of David entrance in what was called the Givati parking lot, which is now not a parking lot anymore, but a testament to uh, Jewish presence in the city of uh, Yerushalayim and in the land of Israel going back over 2,000 years. See, um, one of the most famous historians that lived at the time of the second Bet Hamikdash was someone by the name of Josephus Flavius. And he wrote several books, and one of them was called, uh, one of them was The History of the Jewish People, and he really writes through the whole history, and a lot of what he writes about are things that are happening in his time, because he's living at the time of the Bet Hamikdash, towards the end of the period of the Second Temple. And uh, for, for generations, scholars and historians never really knew whether his writings were accurate, whether we could rely on it. Maybe he exaggerated, maybe he bended the truth in order to um, make himself uh, uh, agreeable or acceptable to a certain type of audience. But as the archaeological excavations in Israel go on, and even more so since 1967 when we have access, Baruch Hashem, to parts of Yerushalayim, the historical parts of Yerushalayim, we see how extremely accurate this history written by Josephus Flavius, how accurate it really is. Things like the Cardo, which he described and people thought was an exaggeration, and then they found it, and other such things. Um, he describes how when the Romans uh, destroyed the temple, the Bet HaMikdash, and then the city, the Jews who were being slaughtered, literally massacred by the Romans, hid out in these big uh, drainage uh, tunnels or pipes. These were big drainage pipes, you know, like um, like you have today in, in major cities or like you had during the Holocaust where where Jews would hide out in the sewers, for example, in order to uh, escape the uh, Nazis. And so he describes how the Jews hid out in those sewers and those drainage pipes and lived there for months. And again, it sounded so weird. And yet, recently, within the last year, these big drainage pipes were discovered. And what was in them? Eating utensils, plates and, and other, and cooking utensils, pots. And the archaeologists at the beginning said, what, what was this doing here? And then suddenly it dawned on them that Josephus Flavius, who wrote that Jews lived in these things as they were hiding, they lived in these uh, areas, in these drainage pipes, for months. Well, this was theirs. They made food, they ate, they cooked, all down there in the sewers. And so as time goes on, we see how accurate his descriptions are. It's amazing. And now, another one of his assertions comes true, or is proven to be true. He describes the city of Yerushalayim during the times of the Hashmonaim, during the times of the Maccabees, 
during the times right after the story of Hanukkah. And he describes that there was a Jewish presence there in Yerushalayim at that time. But, alas, we had not found any archaeological evidence about that. We had found evidence of Jewish uh, Jewish settlement in Yerushalayim, Jewish life in Yerushalayim, during the times of the Melachim, of the kings, Chizkiyahu and others, we find from the times of Hordus and the second Bet HaMikdash, and so forth. But we never found, there was like that gap missing from the times of the Hashmonaim. And lo and behold, now they find this structure, it's a, um, you know, the remains of a structure. And based on the coins that were found there, and other information, they have concluded that this structure is from the time of the Hashmonai period. The building itself, by the way, it's, it, it, it rises 13 feet, covers 688 square feet, with limestone walls that are more than 3 feet thick, which is, uh, which is rather amazing. Many pieces of pottery were discovered there, and um, that were characteristic for that period of time. And the most important part are the coins. And archaeologists studying the area say they found ancient coins dating back to the times of Antiochus III and Antiochus IV. Uh, they also discovered coinage with the name Alexander Yanai, written in ancient Greek. And Alexander Yanai, we know, is one of the later Hashmonai kings. So, it's an amazing thing. Yet again, the Jewish people bear witness. We have been here before. We are returning to our land. We are not occupiers of a foreign territory. And every day, more and more archaeological evidence comes to bear to show that this is true. And as much as the world tries to deny it, and as much as the Arabs try to deny it, doesn't really help because uh, we keep proving over and over we've been here before. We'll go to another cut from the uh, Poogie album, the double CD slash DVD that just came out, just released from their um, concert in uh, Tel Aviv this past summer, their final performance, so they threatened. This is uh, another Poogie classic, Po Kavur HaKelev. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yeah. 
off of the live uh, concert double DVD, the one from this past summer. That was Pokavur HaKelev with uh, Pugi. And we have one more. We're going to close out the show later with a rockin' version of Yoya, which uh, will be our third Pugi cut off of that album. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we've posted um, earlier in the week, we po- last week, we posted a link to uh, a news story from NBC about the discovery of uh, the Hashmona'i house. You can uh, see that on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And we posted something else. I'm not going to get into it in detail right now, maybe at a future show, but amazing site that I discovered yesterday. It is uh, a Jewish history timeline from the beginning of time till today. It's a uh, one page, one screen, I should say, uh, where you see all of Jewish history going across and every single event, personality, book, everything mentioned there is a hyperlink. You click on it, you get more information, and then in, in, a, in a new window, and then in that window you can click to get even more information through Wikipedia, through Amazon. It's an amazing, amazing one page that just is a portal to all of Jewish history. And um, I, I don't even know how to describe it other than it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. So we posted it on our Facebook page. And um, go to the Facebook page and uh, share. Click on share if you want to share that with uh, friends of yours. And uh, they will find it hopefully as awesome as we do. A lot of times people find it difficult to keep you know, clear in their mind. When was the second temple, you know, what does that have to do with uh, the Purim story, the Hanukkah story, and the Rambam, and Rashi, and where do they all fit in on the timeline? And this just makes it all so much easier for you to understand. Um, Our Hasbara highlight, where we feature um, some um, Israel-related Hasbara material. This one comes from Prager University. I think it's the second one we're broadcasting from their very, very excellent presentations. This one is presented by Dennis Prager himself. And in about five minutes, he is going to summarize the Middle East problem and explain why there is a Middle East problem, why it's never been solved. And uh, I must say, the Prager University, by the way, their website now is sort of in flux. They, I wrote to them. They got back to us and said that it's going to be back in full force, uh, probably at some point in January. So I'm not posting a link to this particular audio piece, or video piece actually, but we'll do so at some time in the future. It's definitely worth listening to and hearing and understanding because it'll help in Israel advocacy uh, as you are, you or your kids sometimes on college campuses are confronted by uh, so much, so many lies and so much junk about what's going on in the Middle East. So here it is. Dennis Prager, the Middle East program, problem off of uh, Prager University. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. You know, the motto of Prager University is you give us five minutes and we'll give you a semester. Well, I took many semesters on the question of the Middle East conflict. I was at the Middle East Institute, in fact, at Columbia University. That's where I did my graduate work. Semester after semester discussing the Middle East conflict as if it were the most complex conflict in the world, when in fact it's probably the easiest conflict in the world to describe. It may be the hardest to solve, but it really is the easiest to describe. 
And really, in a nutshell, this is what it is. Israel would like to exist and recognizes the right of the Palestinians to have a state. The Palestinians, however, and many other Muslims and Arabs, do not recognize the right of a Jewish state of Israel to exist. Every poll among Palestinians shows that the majority of Palestinians want there to be no Jewish state of Israel, doesn't believe that it should exist or had any basis for being. And this has been true since 1948 when the British left and the UN established a division. Palestine will be cut in half, a Jewish half and an Arab half. The Jews accepted it, the Arabs didn't accept it. And what happened the moment it was announced? Arab armies, about seven Arab armies, attacked the Jewish state in order to destroy it. To everybody's surprise, the little Jewish state survived, and that was pretty much it. And then it happened again in 1967, when the dictator of Egypt, Gamal Abdel Nasser, said we are now going to extinguish the Jewish state of Israel. And Jordan joined him, and Syria joined him, but Israel attacked first, and so Israel survived. And that is how Israel and only that way came to occupy what was called the West Bank of Jordan, where many Palestinians lived, because many Palestinians lived in that part of Jordan. So the war was over in 67, and what did the Arabs do? The Arab states all went to Khartoum, Sudan, and announced no recognition, no peace, and no negotiations. The three famous no's. What was Israel supposed to do? Then Israel made an agreement to give the entire Sinai Peninsula an area of land bigger than Israel with oil back to Egypt because they said they would make peace with Israel. Israel gives territory back for peace and it will always do that. But is there really a desire for peace on the part of Israel's enemies, which broadcast after broadcast on TV and radio in the Palestinian areas is about how Jews should be killed? and how Allah wants uh, Jews to be killed. That's the typical broadcast on Palestinian television. And so it's not hard to explain the Middle East dispute. One side wants the other dead. You know what the motto of Hamas is? The motto of Hamas is, we love death as much as the Jews love life. Now you tell me, how is Israel supposed to make peace when people believe what Hamas believes? Now, here is one of the most important things nobody talks about. Everybody talks about a Palestinian state. Why didn't anybody talk about a Palestinian state while the Palestinians lived under Jordanian rule? Because the truth is, people started talking about a Palestinian state once the Palestinians were under Israeli rule because it was always a way to destroy the Jewish state of Israel. And I say Jewish state because that's what it is. There are many, many Arab states but there is only one Jewish state. It is about the size of New Jersey. In fact, Israel is the size of El Salvador. El Salvador. And yet, if a Martian came to the earth and they visited the United Nations or they read the world's newspapers or watched world television, they would believe that the biggest problem on earth is a state the size of New Jersey and El Salvador, this state of Israel. This preoccupation with a little democratic, humane state is absolutely irrational. And here's another question to be asked. If Israel tomorrow put down its arms and said, we will fight no more, what would happen? If the Arab countries around Israel said, we will fight no more, we put down our arms, what would happen? In the first case, 
there would be an immediate destruction of the state of Israel with mass murder of the Jews of Israel. In the second scenario I presented, where the Arabs put down their arms and said, we just want peace, there would be peace the next Wednesday. The fact is, as I said at the outset, it is a very simple problem to describe. One side wants the other dead. And if they didn't, there would be peace. And yet, please remember this. There has never been, never in the history of the world, a state in that area, in what is called geographically Palestine, that was not Jewish. Israel is the third autonomous Jewish state to exist in that area. There was never an autonomous Arab state. There was never an autonomous Muslim state. There was never an autonomous any other state. That's the issue. Why can't a little state the size of El Salvador that calls itself Israel be allowed to exist? That, in a nutshell, is the Middle East problem. I'm Dennis Prager. Thank 
Live from uh, performance in Kesaria. Name of that album is Onata Hofaot. Nitzmadnu is the name of that song. I just heard that for the first time, I'm embarrassed to say, this week. And I just fell in love with it. It is such a great melody. Wow. Good stuff. Um, Sapir, S-A-P-P-I-R, is... Uh, a relatively new group from uh, Israel. I believe these are two uh, Americans that made Aliyah, I believe. Don't quote me on that. We'll get you more information about them uh, in future shows. But they uh, came out with an album and have some good stuff on it. So here is one cut, a classic, off of uh, their album. My name is Mary. Oh, the name. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. The name of the album is Echoes, and the name of the group is Sapir. S A P P I R. This is Kol Haolam Kula. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
I was Sapir with uh, Kol Alam Kulo. Interesting album called Echoes. Might want to take a look into that. I think it came out late last year or early this year. Late last year, it looks like. Uh, we're going to close things out with uh, one more cut from the uh, Poogie brand new double CD DVD of the uh, concert that took place this past summer. The concert that was billed as Poogie's last performance. And this is a great rendition of Yo-Ya. Really rocking. You'll enjoy it, I'm sure, as Yo-Ya is always one of the uh, favorites here on the Israel Show. And before we do close out, as always, we thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for making us a part of your day. Thank you for all your Facebook likes and your comments and your interaction. It is greatly appreciated, more than you can imagine. We thank our sponsor, Nefesh Benefesh, who do such a great job. Please visit their website, nbn.org.il. Thanks so much to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Tech Talk comes up immediately after us on the stream And then stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network for a great Music Monday mix. Until uh, Friday on JM in the AM, where I'll, God willing, be filling in for Nachum Siegel. And then next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, right here on the Israel Show, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.